Welcome to module number seven, gravity. There are many forces working throughout our lives and one of the most powerful ones is gravity. At a cosmic level, we see the forces of gravity so obviously. The earth rotates around the sun because it's in the sun's gravity well. Sometimes though, we do not see the forces of gravity operating in our personal lives. In this regard, we're talking about cosmic influence, the force that drives things together or pushes them apart. It may also be called the gravity of resonance, magnetism or attraction. This force compels much in our lives. So much has been said about the law of attraction in the last decade and most of it is clouded in yang-only based ideology. Choosing instead to think of gravity and work with consciousness in this way helps us to stay focused in feminine, ovary, not kidney-based manifestation, which is not only the correct polarity to be working with at this time in human history and for the next few thousand years, but it is just a whole lot easier. We'll talk more about using this principle for manifesting in a later module, but for now, I want you to understand the concept and how deeply it affects all aspects of your existence and to learn to really live in flow with this principle. As an example, when two people are in a relationship, there is a gravitational pull to one another. Like two binary stars, they encircle each other. If you don't know much about binary stars, watch some YouTube clips about them. They can teach us so much about relationships. If there is a perfect balance and no one partner's gravity well exceeds the others, this stellar dance can continue indefinitely. This relationship could last forever as it's enriching to both parties. However, if one person's gravitational pull or influence is more than the others, eventually the stars will collapse into each other, causing a stellar cataclysm, or one star will just float off into space and leave the relationship, either way causing the end of the relationship. Consider any failed relationships you've had. Think about the perfectly balanced dance of two binary stars. Was your relationship like this? Or did someone's gravity well exceed the others? Did someone take more control? Did someone give more? Were both partners even in terms of what they could offer psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically? I believe the universe around us has so much to teach us. Consider the earth encircling the sun, our solar system's star as a metaphor for our own lives. We must all encircle light. Light brings life to help us develop our own ecosystem, our world. Like the sun nourishes all life on this planet and without it, almost all life would perish. Our lives too require the nourishment of light. If we were instead to encircle a dead dark star or something like a black hole, we would not receive nourishment. We would have the life sucked out of us. Consider what the world would be like with no sun. Look to the outer planets of our own solar system. They are frozen, cold and lifeless. Ever had a moment in your life where you felt a little like this? When maybe the sun had gone out of your own life in some way? I have experienced this at the end of relationships, jobs, careers and in many ways when things needed to end and it was time to move on. Then what used to feel life-giving becomes depleting and dark. 
Life becomes dreary until I stopped orbiting whatever is more like a black hole than a sun. Do you encircle light in your life? Is this what you orbit around presently in all aspects of your life? Consider what the central focus point of your life is. Is it light? If it is a relationship or a role, like being a super mum or being a madly awesome career person or being a health junkie or a personal development guru or a navigator of the mystery or the best friend or daughter or sister in the world, or is it to be a vessel for life on earth? Whatever your central existence role is based on, is it light? If it is a relationship, for example, is this relationship oozing with immense, nourishing, positive, uplifting, life-giving light? What strength of sun or star light are you orbiting around? Our sun will die in a few million or billion years. It will expire. First, it will expand, becoming a red giant, a final flare-up before it compacts into a stellar object without the energy to support life any longer. This is what sometimes happens when it is time for something to die. There is an inflamed period. If we don't recognize the intensity that gravity is showing us at this point, we will get engulfed in it. This is just like how the Earth will most likely be destroyed when our sun expands, as the new forces on it will be too strong. Think back to how gravity was pulling at you just before the end of things. You know long before it's time to end a relationship. You know when you want to leave a job long before you do. The impact of gravity usually affects you long before the end has truly arrived. We need to listen to this. The first inklings of it might be time to end this are usually gravity informing us that our own stellar situation is about to change and that that change is necessary. This is something I have found lightworkers to have a really hard time with. Many empaths and telepaths experience an understanding of a person's true nature. They see the divine inside the human. So while someone may be behaving as an absolute brat on the surface, they still see the divine being inside of them. This makes it hard to leave when you can always see the potential of that person's possibility. Students of consciousness who operate multidimensionally often have the greatest trouble with this. This is why paying attention to the feeling of gravity is so important. When this force starts exerting itself and we begin to feel pulled, we can step back knowing it is truly time. As gravity is like a guide from the great mystery, telling us it is time to start enjoying life in a different way. When we embody on Earth, we also have a larger underlying personal gravitational force impacting us. We are all born with a blueprint of our perfect divine energy. This is what we encircle. This is the strongest gravity affecting us in our lives. This is like our own personal sun, as we are like the Earth, being called to orbit this consciousness, trying to understand it. We sometimes call this blueprint our purpose or our essence. It is our magnetism in our most true and real form and we are always pulled back to it by the energies like gravity that call us to be with this field of energy. Have you ever thought of your purpose like this? Not as something you are trying to get to but as something you are already encircling? 
Elders from many cultures teach life is like a spiral or a circle. This is what they mean. It is not directional from point A to point B. It is a continuous journey around a central point. Do you realise this about your own purpose? Doing so will stop making your purpose feel out there or somewhere else and instead make it very much an experience you are already having. Indeed, you are. Macrocosmically, a galaxy is a cluster of solar systems all spinning around a stellar object with a very strong gravitational pull. Consider this grander vision you are drawn to circle or your blueprint like a galaxy. It is much larger than a solar system. It has a compelling magnetism, one that commands all the solar systems of your nature to spin around it. Some of these solar systems are our roles. Some may be the relationships with people or our job or other aspects of our life. They are all parts of us. However, they all operate within the larger galaxy of our consciousness, our blueprints gravity well. Some of these smaller solar systems of our nature can be other ideas we circle. For example, we circle our negative issues in the same way a solar system does. We may have an idea, for example, and this idea may become our reality. We encircle this idea over and again until at some point we may or may not break away from it like a star being expelled from a galaxy because of some massive force applying itself. This idea then ceases to influence our orbit. For example, I used to orbit an idea that all men cheated. This was a consciousness passed through to me epigenetically. My experience proved this knowledge. Every partner did cheat on me. Then one day I decided this was no longer going to be my reality. With every fibre of my being, my free will broke the gravitational pull between myself and this idea of my reality. Energetically, this was like ceasing to orbit that particular sun or idea and expelling it from my reality and being able to orbit another sun, a reality where this was not my experience any longer. We can always change what we are orbiting, but only if we become aware of what we are orbiting. In week one, I'd like you to explore this concept of gravity in your life. What are you really drawn to? What experiences keep presenting themselves over and again? Do you have great luck? Do you attract really authentic and wonderful friendships? Do you orbit the star of well-being and health? Conversely, are there areas you're orbiting that are like death stars or black holes? Are these things causing you to live in a darker universe? Imagine if the sun had no light. When we orbit an energy that is not good for us, it is like this. When all those partners cheated on me, I felt darkened. I felt I could not get in touch with my light. It was there in my blueprint. I knew there must be a reality where a loving relationship was possible, but it was not what I was experiencing. This is the feeling we get when our blueprint is different to what we are orbiting. Hope is the gravitational pull of our divine blueprint letting us know where we could orbit a brighter star and have a different experience. In week two, notice what you have hope about. What possibilities do you imagine for yourself in your deepest heart space? Do you imagine a perfect relationship with clear, pure love? 
Do you imagine abundance freeing you completely? Do you just know in some part of your being that good health is meant for you? Do you feel this way about kids, friends, career and purpose or other areas of your life? These are the potentials for you. These are things you could change if you wanted to, no matter what is happening now. Hope instructs us on what is meant for us deep from our unconscious, whether we know how to actualize this wonder-filled reality yet or not. In this idealistic centre of you, that hopes and dreams and wishes, what do you imagine or fantasise about for your own life? Notice these things in week two. Gravity is a powerful force. Just like in nature, it is the movement that keeps us anchored to something. We stay on the planet and don't float off into space because of the centrifugal force of the planet spinning and the planet's spin around the sun. As in all things, the macrocosm shows us the microcosmic way to understand ourselves. In essence, we are stuck to what we choose to orbit around, just like we stick to the Earth's surface while our soul chooses to be here embodied. I want to give you some examples of this from my own journey so you can see how powerful this understanding can be. In 2006, after I had my centre in Sydney open for a while, I started to feel quite tired and I knew I needed to take time off. So I decided to take a semester out to write my first book, go on a vision quest to complete some shamanic training I had done and to reboot my nervous system. After about two weeks into this three-month sabbatical, I started feeling really down. I felt worthless, felt edgy and like I desperately wanted to get out there and help someone else. I was having work withdrawals. Up until this point, I had been of service to others for about 80 hours a week. As a result of my work, I was used to people proclaiming how gifted I was, expressing their profound gratitude, feeling loved from their comments and loving that I had helped them and feeling that I was making a big difference in their lives and in the world and I felt really good about this. I came to understand that I had become reliant on this feedback. It was the feedback I was actually having withdrawals from. It had started to form my own opinions of my validity as a human being. When I stopped working, I stopped receiving the validation of my work. This was a rather large problem as far as I was concerned because, of course, apart from being negative psychologically, we should all just feel awesome just because we are, whether we do anything to be this way or not. It was also driving my behaviour to overwork. The more I worked, the more good feedback I got, the more I wanted to work, and so on. The end result was becoming a very burnt-out Avril who, just before I went on my sabbatical, was not feeling very authentic to practising what I preached. I was exhausted and actually starting to resent giving, not a space I wanted to be in. Consider this from the point of view of gravity. I was orbiting a star, a consciousness, an energy of magnetism that instructed my universe to work on the principle that work equaled validation. If I had not realised that, it would have caused me to work myself to death. It would be like a planet using all of its energy in the first short part of its life and then becoming barren and lifeless. However, in that moment of realisation, I understood the unconscious belief I was orbiting had me in a very unhealthy gravitational pull. It was like being sucked into a black hole. 
I changed what was central to me and began to make self-care the primary sun I was gravitationally pulled to. This was a much better and more healthful alignment for me. Over the years, I have found many black holes my conditioning and upbringing made me orbit. I've also seen many in others during my sacred work with them. Perhaps you can relate to some. Success is only achieved when someone else says so. I'm not entitled to abundance because this makes me less spiritual. Being spiritual means always being perfect, kind and living joyfully. I am not allowed to get angry. I am not entitled to love. I must prove myself. When I get to that point, I will be happy. If I modify myself, I will be lovable. If I change enough, this relationship will work. I cannot be a good mother. I deserve abuse. Lack is my lot in life. I am not safe. I will always be alone. No one understands me. I don't belong in this world. I cannot have it all. I shouldn't want for more. Beliefs make our universe what it is. We all live in a different universe, one where our ideas shape our reality. This is what quantum physics teaches us. We live in the reality of our choosing, our own little solar systems where our beliefs choose the suns we orbit. Once we are orbiting a belief, we are trapped in its gravity well. We begin to magnetize things that prove the reality we are in. I was manifesting all kinds of clients and students who really adored me. I loved their praise and I took it so personally. When it wasn't there, it was like the sun had gone out in my universe. I felt like I was in this dark place on my sabbatical until I realized what was happening. Of course, I still love to know my work meets people's needs these days, but I don't need this feedback to feel worthy and I don't rely on it as fuel like I once did. Now it is just another thing to be grateful for in a path that already gives me so much. Likewise, when I was being shown the evidence that all men cheated by my experiences, I was convinced this was a fact. It had to be true everywhere. In my world, it was. This belief formed a structure that became part of my universe. Take a moment and just think about the certainty that provides us. If we operate in one universal truth and don't realize it is not the only reality, we can get very fixed in our position. We can become immovable. Then we have a position to defend. Again, at a global scale, this is how wars start. In my reality, all men cheated. There was no other option. And so this was my reality. However, when I let a glimmer of another truth come into my reality, Perhaps all men don't cheat. Perhaps this was just a man I had heard about and met personally. This opened a gravitational pull to a different consciousness. Within a week of me making this decision, I met my husband. So the change has physical, tangible outcomes in a usually short space of time. Also notice that you cannot affect gravity by having a foot-stomping tantrum. I certainly had many of those when I had previous partners who cheated. Feeling angry happens because you are hurt. When you feel hurt, you usually feel victimized, picked on, targeted, denied, abused, let down, uncared for, 
by your makers, friends, family, lovers or carers. Ultimately, you are hurt by yourself because you are choosing this reality and deep down you know this. So you are really just angry at yourself, hurt by your own choices. None of these states are going to change your reality. You can yell at the sun all you like. It won't change the fact it is there and it is what you are choosing to orbit. It is not the sun's fault it is there, yet a tantrum externalizes this responsibility. You need to step above this level of reactive consciousness and see the greater picture. You choose what you orbit. Next time you're amidst a good foot stomping tantrum, remember this, it'll help you feel much better sooner. I was mad, but not empowered. I didn't realize I had the power. No one else formed my experience. I was solely responsible for this. This is so important. While you expect someone else to change your experience, you externalize your power. Whether this is a deity, a divine being you believe in, or you make another human being responsible for your happiness, you will always feel disempowered. You will never achieve the outcomes you want. You need to be absolutely unprepared to accept any other reality. You get so definite about the reality you will no longer accept, it is like you create a barrier between you and this possibility. You become the cosmic force, like a supernova, that destroys the old star you've been orbiting and causes a new reality to emerge. You are not a victim in any of this. You are not having something happen to you. You are causing the happening. In week three, I'd like you to try this. Think of one of the areas you explored you've been gravitationally pulled to that is not your ideal. Choose one where you have hope. It could be a different way, where the suggestion from your divine blueprint, the most underlying unconscious influence we have, is suggesting there could be another way for you. In my case, I always felt I could have a loving relationship with the kind of lover I wanted who was honest and authentic. I just hadn't experienced it yet. Once you choose this one area, consider the belief you have been orbiting. Perhaps it is, I cannot lose weight. I am too old to do something. I am just unlucky in love. I am unlovable. I could never achieve that. I don't deserve love. I could never be beautiful. I'm always tired. I cannot have the same joy as X, whatever X is. I cannot have everything I want, just what I need. Others must always come before me. There's no way out of this. I cannot ask for what I want. I have to do everything myself. I am never supported. Or some other statement you might make to yourself on a regular basis that comes from the core of the experiences you don't want. This is like naming the sun's energy you are orbiting. What is it? Name your sun. What is its belief? If you are really stuck, put the question into your mental gravity well. Ask the universe to bring you the answer. For the next three days, notice the coincidences and conversations you have with others. In some way, your intentional gravity will bring you the answer. Once you have figured out what the core resonance is saying to you, consider quantum physics for a moment. I love what I understand about quantum physics, and I'm certainly not a quantum physicist. I do encourage everyone to learn more about this science, though. There are so many philosophies out there, so many religious ideas, so many truths out there, it's hard to know which ones are valid. This science field has observable, testable, reproducible results. 
I'm a big believer in evidence-based beliefs. If things are believed with no observable evidence, then they're really just ideas with no basis in reality. This is actually what the definition of mental illness is. As spiritual seekers, we need to be very careful that when we encounter the unimaginable, we learn to process this information in a grounded way. Evidence-based ideas applied to the wonders of experiencing the consciousness of the universe are a great start to blend what is with what could be. Have a look at the double slit experiment and read the works of Brian Greene, who writes for the non-scientific community. Take a look at the evidence of parallel realities being accessed in labs scientifically. See what science is showing us that shamans have always known. There is more than just this reality. This field of science is still light years away from being able to understand what they are starting to see, but one truth they have discovered is that this reality is not the only one. In layman's terms, the basic elements underpinning energy and matter itself pop into and out of this reality and they seem to do so differently based on who is observing them. If you haven't already watched a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know, watch it. This shows some really great simple examples to help the non-quantum physicists start to comprehend the very large subject on offer. Thousands of years ago, Plato said, perception is reality. The truth is, he wasn't far off. Now science shows us this is also true. As conscious beings, we can choose to navigate that well of possibility. We can choose the belief suns we orbit around. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you are absolutely right after all. Let's take my cheating men example. The moment I accepted the fact that there might be a reality in which there was possibly a single man out there who didn't cheat. My energy started encircling a different star of belief and a week later I manifested a beautiful man who would never dream of cheating on me. He always existed out there of course but while we are fixated on one kind of reality we can never encounter those other possibilities. Think of this like you're in one solar system while the other solar system is existing with that better belief ruling it but it's over there where you can't see it or even know that it exists. Once you change your belief, you shift your focus. All of a sudden you see the new solar system and it becomes your reality. Hope is the deep knowing that the solar system you couldn't see to start with exists there somewhere, you just need to find it. If you've had any shamanic experiences of the 21st dimension, you will have seen this amazing multiverse of possibility where everything you can possibly imagine is an option you may choose. Exciting, isn't it? Think of how big our universe is. If you don't know, search YouTube for a video of the original deep space field. And remember, this is just a glimpse of a small portion of the known universe we've been able to see with our very limited technology. There are an infinite number of stars and suns, all with their own solar systems. There are an infinite number of galaxies clustering all of these stars. Our beliefs are the same. We are as complex as the universe itself. Could you allow yourself to open to a slightly different reality? One where whatever you've been choosing to gravitate around is not the total truth anymore. One where maybe you could start to open to the universe showing you if there is actually a different reality where perhaps what you most hope for is possible. In week three, I would like you to explore this. 
could you accept that maybe there is a reality where your hope is true? See then what gravity pulls to you. This is your power when you work with gravity consciously, instead of just letting it unconsciously affect your life experiences. Sometimes it is our inner conscious action that causes the dismantling of an outdated solar system of belief we have been travelling around, as I have just described, but at other times our soul's divine blueprint, which is embedded in our deep unconscious, dictates it is now time. Illness can be an example of this. Sometimes we get serious illnesses like cancer when it is time for our mind to be changed because our blueprint dictates it is now time for a different reality. Our blueprint is always guiding us to our good and full actualization. We are being gently guided to change our way of thinking, to clean out what we have been thinking that has caused such a negative way of living. We are being invited to change what we orbit, gravitationally getting pulled into a different way of living. We are being invited to live instead of living a dead life in some way or another. These corrective invitations are not always pleasant. I always think of these like the prediction of the Milky Way and Andromedan galaxies colliding. This will happen soon in terms of universal time. Don't worry, that's still millions or billions of years. But imagine for a moment two spinning galaxies with all their content colliding. Imagine all those stars and solar systems like thought, energies and ways of being colliding, including our entire solar system. At first, there would be absolute chaos. Everything will feel smashed together. There will be no space to escape that chaos. It will seem like it is everywhere. Then, as the chaos subsides, a new gravitational force will begin and all of these new elements, planets and stars, all beliefs and emotions, will begin to find their new place. As the circling rhythm continues, there will be a new order and a great beauty as life once again finds its way to flourish. This is how all change works for us during these large life collisions. Mother Earth may or may not survive this collision, just like sometimes the elements of our own personality that are sick may need to go. But she may find a new star to orbit, and who knows, this may happen at the perfect time before our own sun dies, or like our own moon and earth collision created, this may create a new gravitational influences that see life flourish for billions of years to come. There is great beauty that forms from apparent chaos. Again, in looking at these larger celestial events, we can see the keys to how this cosmic gravity is working in our own lives. We are being invited to ensure we are using gravity consciously, but we are also guided to trust these big events when things seem to collide together. What new life is being created here? Are we being invited to become an even larger formation, like the Milky Way and Andromedan galaxy would be? When these larger events happen, we must trust the gravitational force. It is working for our good, even though in the chaos we would probably never call what is happening good. As your final part for the module, I would like to invite you to think about this. Have you ever had an event in your own life that felt like galaxies colliding and was of this magnitude? Do you remember the chaos and how disconcerting it was to experience this? Do you remember when flow started up again and although it was beginning you still felt nervous and unsure? Do you remember how looking back on the whole event you realise now 
how it brought something so much more beautiful into your experience so that now you are orbiting a completely different star, a thought well of gravitational force that now calls a completely different reality into your being. Can you see the beautiful new universe you are now navigating as a result of this collision? If so, please share this in your feedback. Your experience may help someone else who is navigating the same sort of celestial merger. These moments are excellent to remember. I have a special journal I keep to record these moments. In it, I include the insights, the new way of living I'm experiencing and the new gravitational well I'm navigating. I record these especially because I've learnt one very important factor about gravity. It is a non-discriminative force. It doesn't feel, it doesn't have consciousness in that way. It isn't out to get you. There is not some deity that controls it. It is a mechanism of free will, the most powerful force in the universe. At times when we feel a little tantrum orientated, it is really empowering to remember this and to remember what it has done for us in the past so we can trust the present process. This mechanism operates on your conscious free will. If you choose to pick up a cigarette and smoke it, you have chosen a smoker's sun to orbit around. The mechanism also operates on your unconscious free will. If you have a belief that all men cheat, whether you consciously realise it or not, it will respond to that with evidence. It also operates on your epigenetic unconscious beliefs. If your family has a history of cheating men and you haven't changed this emotional heritage and how it resides in you, your cellular memory and DNA will cause gravity to act, drawing to you the experiences of your ancestors, dictating the experiences you gravitate around. And at the deepest level, this mechanism also requires you to stay connected to your divine blueprint and its ultimate imprint for your life. Again, this happens whether you are conscious of it or not. This mechanism is inescapable and it is always operating in our life. If we understand its impact, we can surf the gravity waves, feel calm amongst the chaos and joyful when gravity begins pulling us to new experiences of life, totally trusting the process. We can either choose to work with gravity like this or we can try and fight the pull of it. Imagine if you were trying to stand on the earth and raise yourself while gravity pulls you easily back down to stand on the earth. No matter how much you try, you won't succeed unless you understand the effect of gravity and you build the jet engine. Similarly, in our own lives, we need to navigate what force gravity is applying on us. We need to work with its flow rather than against it. Imagine instead speeding up that galaxy merger its energy is like a whirlpool in water. If you speed up the current, you would get through the chaos to order a lot sooner. But if you didn't even know what was happening, you would fight the current, like swimming the wrong way in an ocean rip which only ever gets you exhausted. You would feel very, very unsafe. As I mentioned in a previous module, my husband and I have been trying to get a house built for a few years. Yet again, last month, we met another challenge. I've learnt so much through the process and been so grateful for all the learnings. But when we hit another roadblock last month, our dear builder manifested cancer and had to pull out of the project to take care of himself. My husband and I sat down and took a deep breath. It has been so difficult to get this project to completion. 
whilst everyone around us is asking us if we've found another builder yet, we have been radically peaceful in a pause to try and understand and observe the effects gravity is having on us and this project. In this pause, we realised we actually need to modify the house a little. We discovered if we would have gone ahead with the building the way it was, we would have been really unhappy at the end. We designed the house before we had children and now we know we would like things to be a little different. Our divine blueprints have intervened and interfered with our gravitational pull. Once we became clear on this, the flow began again. I'm constantly in awe of how this process works and how understanding the greater mechanism leads to peace in otherwise very stressful situations. When something is interrupted or not arriving for you, sit back and ask why you are not attracting it, especially if it has been a long process. Your deeper consciousness may be giving you another pathway to travel upon that is much more delicious for you. So your scripture for this month is to navigate the gravitational forces in your life. Again, see this like a practice for life. It will save you an immense amount of wasted energy and give you tremendous comfort. It will also let you manifest the most beautiful life you can imagine while you navigate its mechanism and co-create, choosing to orbit around only that which serves you. Opening to the possibility of your life and those of the universe, you will become a conscious beacon for the possibilities for Earth and all that may heal her. You will embody the frequency that is needed for this planet and all of her children to move from a place of dogma and righteousness into one of openness where solutions are always found. You will be part of growing the new earth we are all here to superposition. As always, this scripture has far more reaching impact than first appears. Some ideas for what you could gravitate around might be, I'm always supported. My needs and joys are always met. I am attractive. I am lucky. I am a magnet. I radiate and attract love in all uplifting forms. I am a beacon of hope. My life is the proof of love in action. I experience peace through all things. My life just keeps getting better and better. There is nothing I cannot do or experience. I am a force of nature. I am a connected force of living will. Stay attuned to your truest nature that you are a divine being having a physical experience. All the oneness that your soul knows can be felt here in this form also. Through each experience you can remain unified. Your divine blueprint or purpose never chooses negative experiences for you. Even realignments are acts of love. All actions of gravity are invitations of love. Choose to believe this is what our universe is made from and it will always be the experience gravity delivers you.